0: Hi, this is doc Jones, the resource investor i'm here today talking with Serafino Acano. He is the CEO of ng energy international uh, it's a it's a what I love about this company is it, it's not known and it, it's a wonderful natural gas company exploration and development company located in Colombia which has great potential, especially they have the cum nine block which they just got permitted for drilling uh, which has a um, Potential to develop to a 1.7 TCF resource, which would equate in over 300 million beat, uh, barrels of natural gas equivalent. Uh, it would be a low-cost producer in Colombia. Uh, and if you don't know this, Colombia has some of the best pricing for natural gas compared to uh, uh, anywhere else in South America in this hemisphere, as well as the country itself is net short gas. So any gas they produce will be automatically bought by, by the country. Um, so I have the CEO here to tell us more about CNU9 as well as the other assets of the company and their coming uh, first production cash flow of their Maria Conchita, uh, Conchita asset as well. Welcome. Hi, Serfino. Are...
1: Thanks. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for having me. No, it's, 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 it's a pretty exciting story. It, it, maybe a uh, real quick background, you know, we've been in the oil business in Colombia for uh, since 2002, uh, we come from, uh, from Venezuela, uh, uh, in that oil industry, That we, and then we went to Colombia, and we developed the first private company that went from uh, 10,000 barrels a day to 350,000 barrels a day. That was Pacific Rubiales, that was a company that I formed. When I left the company, um, we, I went into uh, running a mining company that also I'm um, a shareholder. And so I left oil a little bit, but always in love with oil and gas. When the crisis came in and oil and gas, oil went to $23 a barrel, obviously everything, everybody started losing affection for uh, for this type of natural resource. Like, um, I saw a great opportunity to buy assets that people were living in the, in the country, um, uh, mostly major companies that they were cutting down and uh, and going back into work in their in their area of interest, where they had a better better area. We have looked, um,
2: you know, we know all the concessions around. Uh, we know all the guys at Canacor, uh,
1: canacol you know, the Grand Tierra of this world. Now my old company that is Frontera, uh, that also produces right now produces seventy five thousand barrels a day and produces natural gas. In in an area called La Creciente that is right next to Sino 9, where we're going to talk about. So, um, we took advantage of a weak moment in the market, picked up what I had offered uh, uh, 10 years before for that concession, $150 million. Um, We bought it for $7 million, which was Sino 9. Wow. From a Mexican. Maria Conchita, um, which belonged to the Turkish national oil company, they have spent over fifty million dollars in this concession. Um, we picked it up uh, for six million dollars um, with about uh, with with an area that it's uh, um, that has a, a corner to corner 3 d seismic. and what was important about these concessions Sino o nine, particularly, and Maria Conchita, they were in brown fields. They were producing fields that were shut down. And I'll give you a little background. C09 was drilled in the 80. They put one drill hole to look for natural gas, and they put six slim holes on the west side of the concession for looking for oil. Um, On the slim hole, they found oil um, with 37 degrees, but it were, there were slim rolls, there were test rolls, mm-hmm. um, very low-pressure oil, so at the time very expensive to develop. But then they were looking for oil on the west or east side of the procession. They drilled one well looking for oil, and what they found was natural gas, with the exception that in the 1980s nobody
2: wanted natural gas yeah. because there was no infrastructure or anything. So
1: they they shut it down. It produced for thirty days, ten million cubic feet of gas a day, and then they shut it down. Wow! And so we knew that there was gas in the area. In uh, in the two thousand and fourteen, Canaco came in right next to this property, and drilled one of the most successful well. But before that, on the northern part of the, the deposit. Uh, the field La Creciente was the first field that was drilled by my old company, uh, you know, Pacific Rubiales. La Creciente was drilled, and it was a wildcat because there was no gas production in that area. We drilled, and we hit the first well that gave us 35 million cubic feet of gas a day.
0: 35 today, million, 35 million cubic feet. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's that's.
1: And today, by the way, still. Twenty years later, almost still produces twenty million cubic feet of gas a day and it was supposed to last only ten years.
0: That's right, right on par with like the offshore, the offshore stuff in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> you know, that's and
1: no, no, it's it's, it's amazing stuff. So Yeah, Canacol started drilling right next to us. First well, they hit thirty-five million cubic feet. Second well, they hit forty million cubic feet. And at the end of developing their program today, they produce 200 million cubic feet of gas a day out of their concession. And they just sit two new areas right next to us, like six
0: kilometers right. away from with, uh, with another 35 million cubic feet of gas a day. So,
1: if, you know, you're going to find elephants if you're in an elephant country. So sure. we are an elephant country. So we, we
2: bought this concession. It's got fantastic two D, very detailed two D. Uh,
1: the obligation on this concession is to spend twenty one million dollars um, to develop. So, with the government, mm-hmm. um, the obligation so it's a very small obligation. We worked out a deal through our uh, through our know how, uh, people in the industry. They provided for us to drill the first four well. Uh, that uh, will cost about twenty eight million dollars. They will finance. For us, and pay it over a course of a year,
0: we can pay them back. So, so that so. Uh, the, uh, the 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 twenty eight million uh, financing. So there's no uh, equity conversion in there. It's just straight cash, right? Okay, no, so it's not not non di- non dil- non dilutive. Then that's good. Okay.
1: No, absolutely, and the only thing that, that that we paid, we paid instead of paying six point five million dollars per well, we paid six point eight million dollars
2: mm. to finances for a year. Who cares? Yeah, you yeah, know, that kind of a thing. So, um, what's interesting
1: about this concession? Very. We already know that there is dr- that there is gas because one well was drilled. So this is not an exploration well. Right. But it's the upper part of the structure, very close to where the uh, fault lies that separates on the other side of the West, the oil producing rock. Right. Okay. So that's going to be a 10 and they only drilled it to one area. There is three zones
2: in this area. They only drilled one zone. Right. So as you start going deeper you will find
1: more gas associated. We see it. You see it in the seismic. If you go into our presentation, anybody that that understands a little bit about uh, geophysics Mm -hmm. will see gas is very easy to identify. Oil is more complicated because you don't know if it's water or if it's oil Mm -hmm. in the dark and, and light spots. Natural gas, the dark and light spots represent natural gas. It represents something that is lighter, than, uh, than the mass of water that is a little bit more
2: dense. So you, you see the difference, mm-hmm. so you know it's kept. Um, so what do we
1: have in this concession? Sino 9 is fantastic, six 24 kilometers away from the main pipeline that's th- that goes to the north of Colombia. And now with the Canacol building, the southern part it's we're gonna have capacity to build, to bring gas, to the best market for natural gas in the south, which is Medellin and Cali, which commands seven dollars, seven dollars, sorry, seven dollars and up for um, for uh, BTU, um, seven dollars to seven fifty per million BTUs. Okay, that's what it is. So uh, let me shut this phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so your your net ba- your net backs would be. Uh, I imagine the net backs would be uh, somewhere around the you know, seventy percent per barrel, right? Because natural gas is fairly inexpensive to produce um, compared compared to natural oil.
1: Natural gas, costs. We know the cost very well. Yeah. The associated costs for producing natural gas in in Colombia, lifting cost is 25 cents yeah. to transport it 14 to 28 kilometers to the main pipeline. And by the way, we sell our gas uh, at the wellhead or we sell it at the point of the main pipeline. So figure uh, 14 kilometers, it costs about a dollar per million BTUs,
2: mm-hmm. to clean and
1: the clean and the thing. So when you're talking about all-in, with marketing, put down
0: a dollar fifty to two dollars per million BTU. Mm-hmm. So you net back is five
2: dollars before taxes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's great. It's huge. Yeah, like thirty dollars, thirty dollars a BOE. You know, like that's
2: yeah,
0: that's, it's, that's it's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Plus you're operating yeah. in a. Uh, also operating in Colombia which is as far as your overheads uh, is going to be quite lower because you're you'll be paying in local currency for those uh, fixed costs right so
1: hundred percent local currency and the currency the value is at a rate of about uh, fifteen to twenty percent a year yeah so <laughs> um, so it's theres is there there is no way that you're going to lose producing natural gas. So the exciting part of uh, going south is that when we started doing the work on this thing, independent uh, people started looking at the potential uh, for natural gas, looking at the seismic, looking at uh, taking uh, um, in in consideration the well that was done that it's called Achiso, the Achiso well. 10 million cubic feet of gas a day. Just the Achizo in area of influence gives us close to 70 million, 70 BCFs of gas. Okay, 70. But the whole area um, of the gas producing area, uh, we've been assigned in all levels of,
2: uh, from 2P all the way to uh, unrest, uh, you know, P80, P90, P50s, yeah. and everything there, it's 1.7 TCF of gas. That's 1.7 trillion cubic feet of gas over there. Yeah.
1: So it's an amazing amount.
0: So d- just to um, do a little mathematics, it's about uh, 300 million barrels. And if you're going to net back $30 a barrel, 300 million times 30, that's 9 billion, 9 billion in net back. Not bad. Four
1: taxes, nine billion dollars worth of oil. No. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> <We know laughs> that's not bad for a seven million dollar uh investment. It's uh
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you're, <laughs> I'm glad they <laughs> turned <laughs> you down for a hundred and whatever, hundred and ten million when you tried to buy it a few decades no. ago. I will tell you another
1: story when we have more time of the other concessions Yeah, sure. what we had paid originally. Um so, what does it mean for us? This thing. This is this is fantastic. It's easy going. All infrastructure in place. We have to build 24 kilometers of infrastructure. We can build it in six months or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a
2: six-inch pipeline, the only permits that you need, it's rights away. You don't need a special environmental permit okay. to transport a six-inch pipeline. So that's, with a six-inch <laughs> pipeline, I can transport 200 million cubic feet of gas a day. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Without um, so we got a, a market in the south and in the north that will pay 750 per million BTUs, up to 750 right now with the market as it stands. Um, the infrastructure has got
1: lots of capacity in the north. It's got close to 400 million cubic feet of gas a day in capacity. In the south, it's going to have 300 million. And if you connect it with the central part to go to Colombia, that brings you to the east part of Colombia. You have another 400 million cubic feet of gas in in in, in transportation. Colombia uses one billion cubic feet of gas a day in production. It's going to 1.6, but because of ba- Ballena, which is the largest producer right now in the country, it's in the last phase of decline. It's going to have a, a, a shortage. Six hundred
0: million cubic feet of gas a day, starting two thousand and twenty-six. Yeah, Colombia does. So, the Colombia, they don't have any import capacity, do they? They just build a capacity in, in Cartagena, in the port of Cartagena, yeah. um, to bring gas, but it comes at twelve dollars per
1: million BTUs to, to the consumers. Right. So I want to buy local gas in seven and pay 12 to you know, $12 per million BTUs. So, and by the way, that gas is not used for home usage. is used mostly by the electric companies to produce electricity. Right. Uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what anybody says, electricity is going to be made with natural gas and with coal or with nuclear. It's not going to be just with solar or with uh,
2: with wind power. Yeah. Wishful yeah. thinking, but it's not realistic thinking.
1: Um, so that's that's CNO9. CNO9 is nine months away from being a full producer because mm-hmm. what we're going to be doing is uh, starting next month. November 1st, we drill, probably before November 1st, we drill our first well. Yeah, 50 to 20 days of testing, and then uh, all our permits are in place. We don't need any permits for anything. Then decide the route that we want to take. Do we want to go north? Do we want to go south with our first cast to deliver? And then we start laying 24 kilometers of pipeline that's going to connect us to the main pipeline, and we start delivering gas, I would say, by February of of, and of, of next year, we're going to be delivering gas to our clients on CNU9. So, okay.
0: so the, uh, the the cash flow from, let, let's say that CNU9, it, it comes in as it, as expected, that first well. So would the cash flow that, that arise from that be enough to uh, put the company in position to be self-funded for the development?
1: More than enough.
0: Good. More than enough. Well, you, if we hit what we believe that we're going to hit, which is going to be between 35 and 40 million cubic feet of gas, mm-hmm. 70% net to
2: us. It's about uh, figure 20 on a 40 million. It's about 30 million, 28 million. I've rounded
1: up to 30 million cubic feet of gas a day. Take out three zero uh, on 30 million times, uh, Five dollars net.
0: Okay, that's, that's the numbers. Right that yeah, so you're looking like 150 200 million of of cash flow. It, more or less, it's about it's about it would be about
1: uh, on on 30 million cubic feet of gas a day. You're talking about uh, uh, 150 thousand dollars a day.
0: Yeah, net. <laughs> and, and you're. uh your your current market cap is uh, 121 million Canadian. <clears throat> so, I know. yeah, yeah.
1: It's, unfortunately, <laughs> there's a lot of these things that are that are weird these days in markets. Now, this is our big boy. This is this is the monster. This is the you know the the, the tail the wags the dog,
0: as yeah. I say. It's the reason why yeah. people invest. You know, for for the the possibility exactly. of something that can create. Um, 5, 10x returns over the next two years, that sort of thing.
1: And, and and the company, you want to take a look at the company. We are a mirror image
0: of what CannaCole is today yeah. in production. It's yeah. over 200 million cubic
2: feet. What a big difference.
0: Yeah, you, you have possibility that, of having more reserves, right? right? The, you're, yeah,
1: tons, tons more
0: yeah. on the west side and having potential for light crude on the west side. Right. And so Maria Conchita on the other side of Colombia. Fantastic concession. It was owned by Texaco
1: in in the 70s and 80s. -hmm. They drilled five wells in this area. They were looking for oil again. The guys that that were looking for oil probably got fired at the time because if you found natural gas, they fired you. Uh, They drilled the first well. It hit uh, 11 million cubic feet of
2: gas. They drilled the second well. It hit 6 million cubic feet of gas. So they stopped on the
1: first formation. And when they hit gas and they said, stop, let's go to the next one. They did six wells. And out of the six wells, four wells gave natural gas. Then the Turks came in. They did 3D seismic. We placed one more well, which is called Istanbul, mm-hmm. because they had designed the well. We hit natural gas on that well also, but there has some technical problems. The old management um, had technical problems, came to, to, to get the gas out and they shut it down and we put it into operation now yeah. in the last few months. <coughs> well, let's start with the Yaruchada well. That was the first well they did. Hit ten million cubic feet of gas. They tested it for fifteen days and then they shut it down. We went in, uh, re-drilled the well, and we had to re-drill it um, and fix it because we had an emergency. The well was so old. The wellhead was so old. The natural gas was pushing out of the ground, and you could see the area where the well was had become a puddle yeah. like
2: water so, yeah. and you will see bubbles coming out of the ground. So
1: since we were the owners, we went into the to the government and said before this thing blows up and it could be a disaster, let us go fix it. But by us go fixing it, we took advantage of cleaning up the well. We drilled two more sections below and every one of those sections gave us a total of 35 million cubic feet of gas in the three section. So we shut it down. We cleaned it. We tested it for the long because we could test it only for uh, 10 days. It was a short time, Mm -hmm. but sufficient to understand what was happening. And um, we applied for now doing what they call the next stage, which is long term testing Which really is early production of the well. So (coughs) we put the permits, and the permits are going to be ready, and probably by November we'll be ready to uh, to start delivering gas to
2: our customers. Right. So what are we doing in the meantime?
1: Um, We went back and cleaned up the Istanbul well, which sits right next to the pad. Or where we're going to be building the infrastructure for cleaning the gas, because the gas also has, in this case, has a, a condensates. About 150 barrels a day of condensates mm-hmm. will come with that gas. So we are built, we, we went, we cleaned up the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Istanbul well. We found the problem that there was when they hit, there was a very small amount at the bottom of water. That was coming in probably from a minor structure. We are putting now down what they called, um, it's a, it's a submersible pump. Yeah. That you put into the scout kind of pig. It just takes out the water. It's no big deal, but it's being designed. So that well, because we don't want to strain it, um, gave us some very good zone. We probably could produce it at 10 million, 11 million cubic feet of gas a day we're going to probably produce it at 3 million. What it does, it gives us the extension of the area of influence. So where we are right now, with our recharge, we have an area of influence that gives us 35 TCFs of gas. As a, 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 Sorry, not TCFs, excuse me, TCFs of gas. Yeah. 35 bcf of gas in an area of influence of 200 DCFs of gas. This well now pulls some of that 200 uh, towards to be more like 50, 60 BCFs of gas that is going to be out of these two wells. It's going to be the area of influence. And then we're going to be drilling five more wells in the area, and we're going to go back to one of the old wells that uh, um, that is the next well that
0: the, we're going to drill. The Tinka? <coughs> the Tinka well? Yeah. yeah. The Tinka, where they
1: tested 7 million cubic feet of gas a day in one area only. There is still four formations below that that they have to be tested because it's the same formation that we found in Arruja. They're there. So, and then we're going to do three new wells in the area. End of the day, what is the total production that we're going to be doing? We're going to start... By delivering to customers 20 million cubic feet of gas a day, about three to four million out of uh, Istanbul. So 24 million cubic feet of gas a day. It's about 80 net to us, about $80,000 a day, more or less, of of gas that we're going to be producing. So when you look at Sino 9 and this thing, it's going to be a nice combination for us. To have more money to develop, and by the way, our cost, <clears throat> our cost on both these
2: uh, on, on the Maria Conchita well mm. is zero because all the money has been spent for the wells. Right. Yeah. We just did it's four million dollars
1: worth on one, and we spend three million on the other well to 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 redo it. So seven million, seven point eight million dollars, I think, in total investment. We get that money back.
0: In three months. So, so we're so we're looking at a possibility of year end uh, 2021, where you've got Maria Conchita generating about 30 million in free cash flow, and then Sino Nine kicking in another close, say 200 million in cash flow. So, you're looking at uh, in U.S. So, basically two and a half times the current market cap. You'll be generating cash flow ideally by the end of 2022.
1: So those, those are the numbers. And I can tell you that actually a little better
0: in my vehicle cheat It's more like $35 million yeah. that we're going to do yeah, in, in cash. Initially, you, you have a, have a, some of the production uh, negotiated with a long-term contract, a takeaway agreement at around $5, I think it was $5 in MCFE. But any new production beyond that will be negotiated at a, whatever the, you know, the going rate is, which is currently yeah. much higher, you know. Uh,
1: no, uh, right now you're getting seven,
0: Yeah, six and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably going to get an increase from the 508 that we were looking at. Uh-huh. We're probably going to get five seventy five eighty
2: for that. You have to keep your word.
1: We're dealing with two of the major buyers of natural gas in Colombia. Uh, um, it's uh, Energía de, de Medellín, which is... Uh, uh, the largest utility company in, in, in Colombia uh, you know a or pay from them. it's not about this. they're going to be buying gas from us from CU9. so we'll make up what we keep our word on this thing uh, in CNU 9 in the production. but and the other one is NL NL power <laughs> you know one of the largest oil companies in the world that runs all the distribution to the city of Bogota. So they're going to be good clients, they pay well, they pay ahead of time. We're going to give them the first 15 million cubic
2: feet of gas that we promised them that they mm-hmm. would have. The gas is going to be sold to a market.
1: So it's going to be sold the $7. So that, but to be conservative in our numbers, we are still using 508 in our numbers, even though 508 is the U.S. dollar that you pay in the U.S. right now for natural gas.
0: So, so, um, so even on like a, uh, an NPV just on the um, just on the uh, like 30 BCFs um, at Maria Conchita, that's, that's about at, at 575 uh, an MCF, that's, that's about 90, 92 million and NPV just, just on that.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. and we still and we still got and we still got to bring in
1: five more wells that are going to take us up. Our goal, our goal. If you want to look at two years from now
0: in Maria Cochita, we're going to be producing 70 million, 80 million cubic feet of gas a day. So and that's
1: going to be our number.
0: So, so um, I guess it would behoove me not to ask you uh, because I, th- I think a lot of people don't understand uh, what it's like to operate in Colombia like uh, you've been very successful there like do you do you, what what in your opinion are, are are the the misconceptions out there about operating in Colombia
1: you know you know something that a lot of people have been watching because of this epidemic especially lately you've seen strikes and you've seen people uh, the young people doing revolt and they want changes and they what it's it's the typical thing that happens in, in in situations that you've been locked up for a year and a half.
2: It's been in the U.S. It's been yeah. everywhere that everybody's just fed up with this thing. Yeah, uh, Colombia is a place to work with, and I try to explain to people what Colombia is. So I live in Colombia. Yeah, I my family's in Colombia. I lived in Colombia since two thousand
1: and three. And I wouldn't live anywhere else. Obviously, I like to travel. I like to sure. do many things. But, but, uh, but Colombia is home. It's a stable country. It's got a bad reputation that came from what happened 40 years ago. Yeah. But uh, you know, too many, too many uh, narco movies uh, that come <laughs> out now and people think that we still live that way. It's a very sophisticated country. Yeah. It's a country that never defaulted on its debt. It's still uh, it's still a a double A plus country Mm -hmm. used to be investment grade. Now with the epidemic, they lost the investment grade. But who hasn't lost the investment grade? I'd rather rather buy Colombian bonds than buy U.S. Treasury bonds that I can tell you. No
0: offense to the Americans. I I agree with you uh, completely. So it's a country that it's easy to do business again.
1: I go back in what I say. When you work in a country, you got to be specific to where you want to be. Uh, if somebody tells me go to go to Africa, I mean, no, with no offense to anybody, I can't even spell Africa. Imagine going to work over there, uh, simply because it's not my territory. Right. My territory is Latin America. I work in places. Colombia is one of those places. I have the know-how mm-hmm. of the country, and I have to know who of the country. We know how to deal with the politician. We know how to deal with the idiosyncrasies of the communities. Uh, We have a fantastic team of people that help us. And Colombia is a fantastic place. There there used to be a slogan they used to say a few years ago, you know, that uh, come to Colombia. The only thing, the only danger that you have in Colombia that you will stay. Yeah. That's it. And it's true. Yeah. I went there, I went
2: there to look for oil, to look for, for, for gold. I ended up getting married and my kids and I lived there. So that's the way life goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- we have a fantastic, we have a fantastic company. Um,
1: I would urge some of the people to follow you, look at Canical and look at the history of Canical.
2: Yeah. Canical is a fantastic, um, uh, uh example. Of a company that decided to go into a natural resource that is uh, that is uh, country bound, but
0: it's also needed in the country so much that they pay a premium to market because the only other option that they have is, is to import it. And if you have to import it, the difference is twelve dollars versus seven dollars. Yeah. So the industry.
1: Once
0: local natural gas, I, I, I imagine there'll be there's, there's quite a bit of political will within Colombia itself to support the natural gas companies. Uh, for one thing, it will create tax revenues for the country, also decrease the cost of living for the citizens, as well as with their uh, the uh, the Paris Accord. There, where they're uh, switching to uh, primarily natural gas generation for electricity to lower their carbon footprint. Um, So there's a lot of positive uh, tailwinds in in your industry, specifically in country, which, um, you know, for myself, um, uh, you know, I've been involved in oil and gas for almost two decades now. And uh, this is the first time in my life that I can't find anything to invest in in the United States because of the political risk is so great. You know, uh, well, I, I, I know,
1: I know what you mean, but I tell you what's great about Colombia, you know, Colombia only represents 2% of the emission of CO2 in the whole world or 1%. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But natural gas. And one of the reasons is because Colombia is huge in hydro. Sure. Colombia is huge in, in, in hydro, but Colombia, but Colombia is also, um, is used in natural gas. Our second largest production of gas in Colombia is made with natural gas. Mm. We don't use coal. We sell coal in Colombia, but we don't use coal. So that's that's the interesting part of uh, of Colombia. So we produce electricity from uh, from hydro. Natural gas is the second largest, and then uh, is a little bit of diesel, but not much. Mm. And now some solar so um but there is a lot of money to be made in the natural gas area
0: I, and uh, i i agree with you of, i don't know if you know lewis energy Ron um lewis. no um uh, not not offhand uh, as far as um you know in two 2000- thousand private gas i'm private sorry gas in
2: texas okay lewis energy private gas gas in texas they produce i think 700
0: 700 million cubic feet of gas a day mm. in southern Texas. Oh, in the Barnett Shale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And right now, they're kings. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who would, have, who would have imagined in the U.S. paying $5 per million BTUs? I know. And 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 the, the sweet spot is, is that you've got all the takeaway capacity because they're, they're limiting the shale oil development when the major byproduct of that was natural gas so the united states is going to shift from uh surplus to net short gas and those export terminals they built it's going to have to go the other way again it's uh, we, we we talked about the ma- macro trend ma- macro trends before about you know the, the world as far as uh if every if all the cars go electric at some point you can you, you can lose some of the demand for oil. You're still going to need 70 million barrels a day just for non-transportation. But the real inelastic uh, demand uh, on the downside is from natural gas because more and more are shifting for natural gas for uh, electric generation and the demand is going to increase dramatically because everyone's going to be plugging in their cars and electricity doesn't come from a light so- socket as, as you've said right like well, California California unfortunately, unfortunately, the greenest I don't think so, the greenest state in the Union California is is just permitted to build three natural gas fire electric plants because they need base load power you know they need to have that base load power that is that is uh, that they can count on where intermittent sources such as solar and and uh, wind—it's intermittent, so they need baseload. And they're actually—they've they've, approved—they've shut down their nuclear power plants, and they're building natural gas power plants now in California. So it goes. Well, it's <laughs> it, it's the same thing in Europe. Look, yeah. uh, I was talking to 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 a high level uh, um, executive of uh, Repsol over here in Spain. And we were having lunch before I came to see you. Yeah. And uh, and one of the conversation was, you know, one of the biggest discovery that they have sits Repsol sits in uh, Venezuela and the second one sits in Colombia. One is uh, Perla, and the other one is called
1: Orca. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, sit, they sit right next to the middle of the concession, start the third concession that we have, at, that is an explore, exploratory concession, concession called Tiburon. So, Paralyz 14 TCFs of natural gas, and Orca, wow. it's 9 TCFs of natural gas. <laughs> Their idea everybody thought that this was going to go, oh, South America is going to be flooded with natural gas. Guess what? They're building facilities to take the gas to Europe and sell it in Europe because Algeria, in Spain, just
0: raised the price on natural gas to sixteen dollars per million BTUs yeah.
1: to be delivered to Spain.
0: I think Japan is now. Japan's like 22 dollars.
1: Japan is twenty two, twenty three. Yes, hmm. and it comes from Papua New Guinea, and Exxon is selling it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so you see where the future is going. And everybody that wants to be green and everybody that is talking about everything that I hear, the most incredible thing that I hear, I had a conversation with a guy who said uh, to me, uh, it's, we had floods in, in Italy uh, uh, that uh, destroyed uh, crops and they did this. It was, uh, they haven't seen a flood like this. This is global warming at its best. Last time that something like this happened was in 1830, and I said, "Well, in 1830 was there global warming, or is it just bad weather?" For me? But everybody's got—it's become a religion now. The fault—the there used to be the devil; the devil now is global warming. Yeah, and everybody wants a solution, and everybody wants to go electric. But I go to a house, and there is seven televisions. Everybody's got four cars. Uh, everybody's got their own telephone and their own computer. And every single one of these things, they, they have a little light that you have to plug it in. And it sucks energy. And nobody thinks where it comes from. And if it's going to come, it's going to come from nuclear, natural gas, because they're the two cleanest source of energy, yeah. if you want to look at it.
0: You know, you and I talked before, we, 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 we both agree that, that, that the, the environment's a very important thing to protect and, and, and you and I are both for uh, uh, a future world that is much cleaner, more efficient with the resources that they have, but we are also bound by the, the laws of physics. And to oh, absolutely. For, for the amount of energy that's demanded globally and the increases that are coming, and until there is um, a solution that has not been discovered yet, and that can be implemented on a global scale, you know, uh, then, then you're going to end with nuclear and natural gas. There really is, there isn't everybody's anything coming, else.
1: Yeah, everybody's coming to me and saying, well, it's going to be hydrogen. And I said, and I tell you what's going to happen with hydrogen. You're going to be doing, you're going to go to the Great Lakes in Canada, and you're going to put six facilities to take out water, and convert it into hydrogen. You're gonna take the H, and yeah. then you're gonna create oxygen. And the next thing is gonna be the world, the atmosphere is only 10%, I believe, oxygen. The rest is all sorts of gases. So you're gonna be mm. pumping out now oxygen into the, in, into the atmosphere, which mm. is gonna have, some scientists is gonna say that it's terrible for the world, And it's terrible for the water because you're taking now water that has been created and it's gonna be made into energy. Yeah. And water is life. So you the balance is we have natural resources on this earth. I think we gotta get cleaner. I think I think it's disgusting that human beings use plastic the way they do. And that's why um in I try to convince Friends of mine, I've been buying a glass producing company mm-hmm. in my personal portfolio. I've been buying silica mine because I think it's going to reach a point that everybody's going to say, you know something, no more plastic bottles, yeah. glass bottles, why not? Uh, it's going to cost you more, pay more, pay more for the glass. Yeah, You break the glass, you reuse it. These are the kind of things that we have to do to save. I want to save the planet. I don't want a horrible place to live for my grandchildren or for future
0: generations. Of course. But the reality is that what they're doing right now,
1: the way we're doing things, they're forcing us to produce more copper. They're forcing us to produce more nickel. They're forcing us to produce more mineral, more steel, more anything, because you're going to be... I mean, coltan has gone... I, I give you something that is just mind blowing for your investors. Two years ago, Coltan was a $50,000 a ton. Today's at $170,000 a ton. Uh, that's tantalum, tantalum and neobium concentrate.
0: Right, right. Okay. Yeah, for the magnets.
1: yeah. Zinc, yeah, zinc is $3,000 from $1,200. Lead used to be a $900 a ton. It's almost a 2500. Copper, it's at ten thousand. Yeah. It used to be at four thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, nickel, you can't even mention the price because it's 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 fifty thousand. Tin, tin. People say, "What the hell do you eat tin for?" I have a tin a tin mine in Spain. When I bought it, it was eleven thousand dollars a ton for tin. Mm-hmm. Today, tin. It's a thirty-seven thousand dollars a ton. Mm. Why? Because
2: without tin, you have no connectivity to the to, to to the to the things to the copper and to the things that to touch. It's a sorting machine. So all of this why? Oh.
1: why is it going up? Because the stuff is going up. So why? Because we want to go. Energy.
0: Oh. Looks like I'm losing you here for a sec. Efficient. It's uh,
2: better environment that is going to require mining yeah. to take it out, which
0: it's a vicious cycle. It is. It is. We need extractive industries to get to this greener economy. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So people people forget that since the Stone Age,
1: man has been taking it back has been doing mining, starting from the Stone Age, when they made the first tool and they took the first rock. So yeah. it's not gonna disappear. We're not gonna live in the houses made at naked. Uh there is a
0: show, what is it, naked uh, <laughs> in, in the cold? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We're live That's fine. <laughs> so uh um be- before we um, um, before we wrap up here, I, I, I guess you know it, it's it, it's an inc- compelling investment. Like I, I've been an investor in the company for I don't know seven seven eight months now. Um, um, why 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 do you think that the market has not recognized the value yet? Is it, I, I noticed there's, there's not a lot of volume. Like today, I'm looking, uh, there's only, what, 8,000 shares that have traded. Actually, it trades more on the OTC, I think, volume wise, than it does in Canada, um, which is something, of course, we, we, we would love to try to rectify. Um, so, I guess, forget that question. What, what are the near term catalysts then? What are the near term catalysts that we should look for as investors? We have. The, the catalyst is
1: in, in the next 60 days, you're going to see some events that are going to turn this company around, and it's going to be a completely different company. Right now, we're a company in a transition. Okay. We drilled, we drilled Maria Conchita, we found, we know that it, it's a producer. We're getting the permits to start getting into production. We're building the infrastructure. The infrastructure—it's 30 days away from being built. The pipeline that connects to the to the Maria Conchita to the main pipeline is going to be ready in November. Uh, and the permits have been granted on the on the pipeline. Uh, the equipment is coming from Houston uh, that, that's going to be doing the cleaning and the uh, compression. Of the gas so that it can be transported to the pipeline that's been arranged so that's a catalyst and that's going to start creating cash flow and this company is going to be from a company that is spending money it's going to turn into a company that is making money and the next catalyst big big catalyst that's going to be the turnaround on this company i'm a big shareholder and a big buyer of the stock you can go into the
0: record and even last week, I bought shares of the company. Yeah, I'm, I keep buy- I'm actually I keep buying shares. I'm actually looking at that right now on uh, on uh, city filings. You, uh, yeah, you've been consistently buying shares, dollar a share, ninety cents a share, ninety nine cents a share. It looks like you own a, a little more than about ten percent of the company yourself, which uh, yeah. a lot of which you've been acquiring on the open market over the last uh, couple of years. So uh, why
1: why why do we believe that? CNO
2: Nine is a company maker. Yeah, it's it's a real
1: it's it's what turned what made chemical chemical. It's what made grand tierra, grand tierra and it's what made you know getting these kind of assets that it's not the one thousand barrels a day or the three hundred barrels a day. This is a big big baby. This is the 30 thirty forty
0: thousand. Barrels a day equivalent company. Yeah, mul- so when- multi-decade production profile. It's yeah, looking yeah. At, at. So you're buying it. You're buying it cheap. You're buying it cheap, and to me, it's an
1: investment that I ju- I just don't see it disappearing. Look, if if I was an exploration, a wild cut company, then one thing: it's been drilled. It's proven. It sits in the middle of people that are doing. The only thing that I got to do, what could go wrong? Mechanical.
2: Yeah. It
1: would be a mechanical thing on a well. The well uh, uh, hit uh, a wrong spot or, or it didn't work. But that there is gas over there. We already know that there is gas. So two way to play this. Me, I'm buying now because it's public information. It's there. We're drilling. Right, right shares you buy now or you buy later you want to be safe you hit gas on the next thing this company is not going to be the same company it's not going to be the same price it's not going to be the same valuation of a hundred million Canadian and by and by the way our cash position we're a very lean and mean operation Mm -hmm. we have six guys that work in the company Mm -hmm. six brilliant guy that have worked in PDVSA and that I worked in Pacific and that I worked in major companies. We run our operation very, very hard. Our Our expenses for salaries and everything.
0: It's less than a million dollars a year. No, oh, that's you know, impressive. I, I don't
1: take salary. <laughs> I work, I do you know my salary is my investment. Uh, so where do where where is the thing we sit with right now with about five million dollars sitting as a guarantee to drill the CU9 well with the government mm-hmm. that's going to be released the moment that we drill the first well that comes out mm-hmm. as a security we have about three and a half million dollars in cash in the bank but we don't we don't spend money we don't waste money. And uh, and like I said, we have a C. I'm the CEO. I have a CFO. I have a COO, and I have a chairman of the company. <laughs> and then the rest is all consultants. You you tell me what I gotta do here. What it was you work? You work for a week. Fantastic. Here's your week pay. See you later. I don't have to have you working on staff and playing solitaire when there is nothing to do or
0: anything like that so so, so then uh, I, I guess it's correct to assume we shouldn't expect to see some kind of large financing prior to the results of Cno9
1: <sighs> not at these prices right I can tell you
0: yeah because right. I I, <clears throat> I think that may have been something that that had kept people uh, um, keep keep the stock price uh, uh, suppressed as it was compared to the the potential of, you know, like we ran the numbers before, you're trading at uh, at 30% of the future free cash flow of two th- year-end 2022, you know, or... That's, uh, so, uh, that, that's why, look, we were trading, I think,
1: the highest that we got what, was 175 or 180 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when we had no results.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so and
1: sometimes uh, I don't understand the
0: market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah, I know. Natural gas prices were like $250 then. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So <laughs> I, I, I think that the storage guys like you that are very savvy and understand that this, these are the kind of opportunity. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I did just on, on a closing thing, when we started Pacific Rubiala Energy, was called It was called Pacific Pacific uh, uh, something, and it was only natural gas. And then we married it with with uh, with oil, with heavy oil because heavy oil had become a big thing in Colombia. Yeah. So we were we did our first financing at thirty five cents a share. Okay. A year later, the stock was at seven dollars. 4 years later was a $35 a share. Yeah. So the great thing about natural gas or different than gold that once you hit oil or once you hit gas and you become a producer it's just a
2: printing machine. Yeah. You yeah. You, call world, you don't need big operation, you don't you don't have a big GNA, you don't have anything. The <laughs> facility is
1: built Five guys will run the facilities uh, in on eight-hour shift. They run they run two hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Facilities run by ten guys.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, uh, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. There's a headline: European gas has hit another historic high, exceeding nine hundred and sixty dollars per thousand cubic feet cubic meters. Uh that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's 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 the beginning of
1: a cycle. And by the way, I again, no offending uh, the dollar or anything. It just shows you that money
0: is worth much because everything is going up. Inflation
2: yeah.
1: is coming
0: in yeah and plus the fun the 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 the, the reason why I got involved in natural gas is uh you know the, the fundamentally with the uh, restrictions on oil production in the United States and some places in Canada the North Sea you're not going to get the byproduct of natural gas that, that used to keep the market suppressed and like you said people forget that natural gas used to be uh 1213 I remember uh, was it in the 80s when it was like got up to $21 in the U.S., something like that, during hurricane season. Well,
1: the, the, the Enron, do you remember when Enron was controlling it?
0: Yeah. The Enron was controlling the price. They were
1: manipulating the prices of natural gas because they they, they controlled all the futures.
0: Yeah, and on, on a, on a six-to-one basis, it used to be natural gas traded at a premium to oil, you know? Yeah. And I, I think we're heading back there, you know? So, uh, it's a it It's a really compelling company, and uh i uh well you know as a shareholder i'm I'm on your side and all that uh oh just one thing to clear up because sometimes people assume that i've I'm being paid by the company to do this or anything do does the company and myself have any kind of economic relationship none whatsoever right I'm just a shareholder no, who cares, that's all. You're a shareholder. You're my boss. You're my boss. <laughs> well, well I, I must be pretty shrewd. We'll have lots of economic gain, but it's going to be from the shares you bought. Yes. I, t- I tell you what, I'm tired of paying you nothing as CEO. Why don't you give yourself a sal- salary after CNU9 right, comes in? Going. <laughs> don't,
1: don't worry about it. We'll
0: be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but seriously, for, for for the people who are listening, these these are the type of companies that I get involved with. Is is because it's the management team that uh, most of the managers of the companies that, that that I deal with. They they either take below average salary, no salary. Some of them at times have forgone salary and funded the companies themselves, like Serafino, for example. Little to no salary running this company. He gets paid only by the performance of the company itself by them executing on a plan of development that creates shareholder value period and that's that's what you want something that over years is going to grow five ten twenty x and provide that kind of um uh, generational wealth that we all aspire to obtain through making an investment not 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 trading i 've never been a trader or a day trader or any of that you, you find a good company and you just stick with it and let the story unfold and uh, ignore the day to day noise because value is being created you know the The thing about this is my own theory on this is that you're, you're, the, the companies outside of the continental North America are going to become acquisition targets for the majors as they 've divested from the United States. Uh, the demand for oil and natural gas is is not going away, especially natural gas over the long term. Um, so that's that's the thesis. And and uh, uh, yeah, a company this company was going to enter cash flowing with little to no debt, and so they'll either be the company will grow by acquiring other assets, I I, I imagine, or will start paying a healthy dividend. But that's 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 in the future. That'll be something that, that management will work out. But the point is, is that they're not going to be crushed under all this massive leverage because the cash flows from operations are going to fund the future development and they have a production profile that have executed uh, will provide decades of stable production in a jurisdiction which pays a premium and is net short gas. So that, that's the thesis.
1: No, well, you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Well, Doc, it's... It's been a pleasure Therefore, talking with you. It's the first time we've met. Pleasure, I, uh,
1: pleasure with you. Doc, if, if I could say, uh, send me your numbers. I would love to be in contact with you and follow you on your things.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, good, good, good luck with your other ventures. There's another company of yours that I'm following as well in Spain. And, uh, well, it's
1: going to be good luck for all of us. <laughs> for all your, your, your success is my success. My success is your success.
0: Great, great. There is
1: no competition.
0: Okay. Well, nice chatting with you. And, uh, I'm going to sign off the podcast now. Okay. Well, we finished up with, uh, Serafino. Uh, we had a few technical issues here and there where the internet was, um, uh, spotty, but I, I hope that's, uh, educational for people and learning about, uh, NG. Um, it's a great company. I, I, uh, I myself have invested in, I gained my position buying on the open market and continue to add. Um, Yeah. So, you know, double check all the numbers, do your homework. You know, there's always time to do proper due diligence before investing in any company. Uh,
2: That's it. Take care.